Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back on this Black Friday. It is so great to be with each and every one of you. And on this Thanksgiving weekend, I just want to, again, I know I mentioned this on Wednesday, but it's uh, you can't mention it enough. I can't begin to tell you how thankful we are for each and every one of you out there that listen to us, whether you're a new listener, you've been with us all 10 years, whatever it may be, because this is the 10th Thanksgiving weekend I've done this show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Obviously, I'm thankful for Roger, who brought me here, and Kevin for the great work he does, and Matt for the phenomenal work he does all the time. I'm thankful for all of them. I'm thankful for all the guests. But above all, I'm thankful for all of you. You know, whether you're sitting at home or at your business or in the car, whatever it may be, that you've taken the time and you feel like this is a show that you want to listen to. That means so much to all of us here, and it means a lot to me. So thank you so much, and hopefully uh, I'm able to deliver the goods on my end to make that kind of loyalty uh, you know, worth it for you. So thank you so much to each and every one of you on this Thanksgiving weekend. I cannot thank you enough. I can't thank our sponsors enough, including... Since day one, we've had Sunbury Motors. Day one, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Your trade-in's never been worth more. Great sales staff that works with you, tries to save you money, gets you the max trade-in, and a fabulous service department to back it all up. This Sunbury Motors studio, it's, you know, I'm here because they have been the critical piece to it. So we can't be thankful enough for Sunbury Motors here. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 to 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Same story with Brewers Outlet. They've been with us since day one, every Friday, 10 years. Right? Again, this is our 10th Thanksgiving doing this show. 10 years. So... You know, let's guess what? Brewers Outlet just gets it gets it done. It's the holiday weekend. Go and stock up now, for goodness sake. Stock up. Right? And start thinking about stocking up for the rest of the holidays coming up. And not only that, think about gift cards. Sometimes people are hard to buy for. You're just not sure, you know, what do I get that relative? What do I get that friend? What do I get that coworker? Brewers Outlet gift card. That'll fill the bill. Imports domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks, lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. It is great to have Dick Vitale back. He's been battling cancer. He's back and delivering his signature lines like Gonzaga, UCLA, and our play-by-play call of the day as he works with Dave O'Brien. Did allow him to make that attack off the bounce. Big fella rolling in, but it's Hunger with another stop. Wait, defensively, he has been the man. Look at that move! Oh, 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 come on, America! 
Chet Holmgren, are you serious? Wow! He's number one by the NBA people right out there. A potential, potential, potential. That's the second and third coach that gets him, that makes out the first guy's a potential he can fire. Welcome back and joined by my broadcast partner, Penn State football, Jack Ham. Uh, Jack, first of all, you and I have watched, obviously, how this season has progressed. I want to get to a couple players in particular. When the season began, we thought that moving Brandon Smith inside, a big plus to make that happen was Curtis Jacobs on the outside. Has Jacobs fulfilled what you thought he would do? I, I think Curtis Jacobs has, has been one of those guys who has really helped to make this defense one of the most outstanding defenses this year. And the key for him is just getting comfortable in, in playing in space. And now you see him blitzing off the edge. You see him making tackles in open field. Uh, all year, guys who've made you know catches against our secondary, but there were tackles right there once they made the catch. There wasn't yards after the catch, and he was a big reason for that. And better in getting better and better in the passing game, so... Uh, yeah, the, the arrow has pointed up for Curtis Jacobs and had an outstanding year, and I think his best years are still out in front of him. There's no question there are certain players that should go to the draft when the opportunity presents itself. Saquon Barkley was a perfect example of that. But Jaquan Brisker and, and uh, Jahan Dotson both elected to come back for this particular season. What kind of payoff did they have by coming back, in your opinion? Well, I think you talk about making a, a critical decision in, in, in when you're a young man and both of these guys you know made the mature decision they realized they bet on themselves they bet that they were going to have an outstanding year on the, in their last year at Penn State and both guys Dotson and Brisker but you see Brisker out whether he's blitzing or trying to make a tackle on the, at the line of scrimmage the burst that he has which is different than everybody else out there and that's what Brisker has brought to the table and I didn't realize, and maybe this year was this year showed it for me, was the fact of how good a man-to-man cover guy Brisker is. So he is never going to be a liability going to the next, uh, you know, the next pro football era for him. He will never be a liability in the passing game on man-to-man coverage. He's very, very, very good at that. Very physical player, and a guy who just made himself into one outstanding player. You saw him get better every year. And had an outstanding year this year. Now, what about Dotson? Because some people have wondered about his burst. They saw everything else. But then I thought the Maryland game where he took the 86-yarder and just ran away from everybody, we had heard he was 4-3-3 in the offseason. I felt like that was the point, Jack, you and I saw that come to fruition with him. Oh, and here's the guy with, with, with the yards after the catch. And after he makes a play downfield like that, and understands where to go with the football and then use that outstanding speed he has. Another guy who just worked himself into being one of the best wide receivers in college football this year. But along with that burst, you know, he worked on his weakness and made, made, it, made that a strength. But also he's one of the best route runners out there. When you saw him a number of different times run those post-corner routes where he, he makes it look like he's going to the post and then plants that foot and breaks off that back to the outside and he's open by two or three yards against the defender, and then he makes a catch. You know, so many times this year, Steve, I thought the ball was over his head. The great leaping ability he has, and he's a guy you watch him every game. He catches everything in his hand. There's no body catches with him. He's, he's so confident as a wide receiver catching that catching the football that 
and he'll go out and get it and, and see him snatch the ball out of the air so many different times. And just you know, again, he, like like Brister made himself better and better each year. And, you know, I think he also made himself a whole lot of money by coming back to Penn State for his senior year. Yeah, no question, Jack. And there's another part, too. You talk about him being the route runner. As somebody who had to defend really good route runners, what does a really good route runner do to create separation just by precision? Well, it's a when you're on the defense, whether it's a linebacker or a defensive back, I mean, you have got to honor whether, in fact, because if he goes to the post on those plays, you're in the trail position, and that's going to be a touchdown. So you've got to either, a lot of people have tried this against Scott, they either go up on the line of scrimmage and try to bump and run him or whatever. But you know, Penn State offense, he's done a good job of putting him in motion, getting to the point where he's not getting jammed at the line of scrimmage, and then he gets into his, into his route. But you don't see many guys in college football, Steve, that are that disciplined in route running. And, you know, guys round things off. Then they find out in the pro you can't get away with things like that. He is right now ready to go into pro football, and because every time it doesn't matter whether that ball's coming to him or not, he's still going to be precise in his footwork and on his breaks. And then you got to honor that almost every time. That's why. That's why this year, for the last probably you know three quarters of the year, they were trying to bracket him, put two people on him that opened it up for Parker Washington and other people. Jack, back to the defensive side of the ball, because you and I both know that's where the games are won. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I knew it my whole life. And <laughs> you finally made me realize that. Uh, but a guy like Arnold Ebicati, on a defensive front that has had its fair share of injuries during the course, and obviously this past week, illness as well, what kind of impact has Ebicati had, and what do you see in him as a defensive end that obviously is something we didn't know when he came here? Well, first of all, I, I think the fact of all the injuries we had, is, you know, we were thin at defensive line going into this year, and then we get the injuries. Uh, Isaac being out for the entire year, you know, PJ missing uh, most of the season, or at least more than half the season, and uh, Demon also being out as well. And then, you know, like I said, then we get some guys getting banged up. Epicady has been that guy who has stepped in. And we knew, I think we all knew that he was a really good pass rusher. And I'll tell you, he even surprised me how well he was able to do that all year long. But how well he played against the run. I mean, people thought the fact, okay, he's a designated pass rusher. But how about when they try to hammer the football, power football, with right. the big part of the big end running game? He has been able to step up there. You know, take on double teams at times, take the inside gap, but get underneath the offensive tackle. And uh, you saw what a great game he had against Michigan and making the big plays late, late in that football game. Uh, but the fact that the surprising part was the fact how well he was able to play against the run all year from that defensive end position. So now I want to get to the other side, and that's Jesse Lucchetta. And Lucchetta's at one point, he was a corner at one point in his life. Then, of course, he comes to Penn State as a linebacker, and now combination linebacker, defensive end. Jack, you talk with him all the time. And when you talk with him, what kind of football IQ does he bring to the table along with his athleticism? Well, I think that's the part of, of a lot of the football players that people are, aren't really aware of. I mean, because... At this level, in college football and also in the pro football, I mean, a lot of times those plays are made or not made because of mental errors, mental mistakes that people make out there. Jesse Lichetta, and 
you just alluded to the fact of how many different positions he has already played. But he is not only that, but he is kind of the you know the emotional leader of that defense, and he gets this football team on edge, ready ready to play. His quickness on the outside that gives the offensive tackles a, a problem when he uses speed rush. But he's also a guy. He's a, he's a hundred percent guy. He's going to make plays all over the field. You know, a lot of effort plays that he's able to make, and a couple of times in you know, the later better part of this year. Where that quickness and taking the inside gap on an offensive tackle and getting up the field and making plays in the running game. Also chasing down plays from that defensive end position as well on the other side of the field. But I guess the thing that really surprised me as well, when they have that play action fake and they're trying to get a tight end out and roll roll left and then the quarterback bootlegging out, he's, he's smart enough out there again to stay at home, get up the field, and contain that quarterback so he doesn't get outside the pocket. He hasn't really played defensive end until this year, and he's just a smart guy on the field. And I'll tell you what, you need a lot of guys like Jesse Lachetti for defensive lineup. And there's another part, too. I know that when you move closer to the line of scrimmage, your handwork has to be really good. But at defensive end, when you've watched him hand fight or how he uses his hands to get rid of somebody, how impressed have you been by that? Well, I have been impressed, but that's a pretty good carryover because as a linebacker, you are always going to, you're not going to take on the old, old forearm shivers or whatever. You're taking you're taking people on, offensive linemen or tight ends, with your hands and keeping people away from your body. The leverage in getting underneath on the offensive tackle, that, those are things where he's going to get his shoulder and make that angle a little bit sharper coming off the edge like that, and he's doing that with his quickness. But you're, you're, that hand fighting, your hand placement, sitting underneath that offensive tackle, making sure you have leverage underneath him. But you also you try to set up, set him up by using your speed to get up to feel quickly on him as well. But those defensive tackles and defensive end, you watch them practice throughout the course of the year, and they are constantly working on hand placement. How do you take on an offensive tackle? How do you make sure that you have leverage? How do you make sure your shoulder pads are under, underneath him? And those are kind of the things that, it, you know, you have to out-technique people, I think, and that's how you end up being a solid defense. And this defensive football team has done that all year. This will be one of those where you and I pretty much know where Ellis Brooks has been coming from all season long. There are three different things he's had to deal with, and we're not going to detail any of the three. The one that's obvious, obviously, is, is, the, uh, is the cast he has on. When you see the, yeah, the smarts to go with how he's played, with everything he's had to play through, what, what is your thought, Jack? Well, you know what? He's one of the guys that I probably talk to every day when I'm up there at practice, Steve, and I have been so impressed. Uh, the way he in, in traffic, playing inside like that, there are people coming at you from different angles. This is not an easy position to play. And I just talked about how important your hands are for linebackers to keep offensive alignment, keep separation so they can't get to your body. It's very, very difficult. And I saw him playing the last four or five games with that cast on, and it is difficult. But you know what? He is one tough football player. that He, he, doesn't, he doesn't even know the meaning of the word excuses out there. He still continued to make tackles. He did not miss tackles. And the, and the average fan out there wouldn't even know he had a cast on his on his hand. He was always kidding me about the fact. Now, now I've got an excuse for not getting interceptions <laughs> downfield. But uh, he, he, you know what? There, there is a there is a what a player. You know, you talked about Lucetta 
Brooks is the other one who was just a, a I'm sure a delight for Brent to be able to coach these kind of guys out there. But uh, he was, uh, Brooks is probably the unsung hero. Hasn't got all the accolades he should, but he is a guy who has just done an outstanding job and kind of the glue to that defense. Uh, one of the keys for James Franklin is recruiting early on is that he recruited Blake Gilligan, who is now excelling with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, a punter, but he can change field position, get you out of trouble, drop the ball inside the 10. Gilligan made a great difference in this program. What kind of difference are we seeing now with Jordan Stout in this role right now for, for Penn State? Well, you know, with Jordan Stout, I've talked a lot about this, this defense and how well they have played all year. You know what? Well, Jordan Stout can take some of that credit as well because a lot of times when you're inside the 20-yard line coming out, uh, it is very difficult for a normal uh, offense to, to to go up against the defense. You, you're probably more conservative with your play calling, and it's an advantage to do that. Now when you have Stout punting the football inside the 20, sometimes inside the 10-yard line, with a defense like Penn State has had all year long, that's even more of an advantage for for the Penn State defense. So, you know, you can take them, you can put it a little more pressure. Pry can call a different you know, blitz packages or whatever. Uh, we're still taking care of the back end, making sure there's not a big play. But you have a lot of different options you have defensively, especially with the talent they've had all year. But with with Stout and the Gunners going downfield and making sure that ball, you make a team go 80, 90 yards to score against our defense all year. That's advantage Penn State defense. So, like I said, South starts it all off by great field position for the defense when they go out on the field, and you can do a whole lot of different packages that, you know, playing defense that way. And obviously can put an offense into a short field if you play complementary football like that. We've talked about, obviously, a lot on defense because the defense has excelled so much. On Saturday, we saw Tyler Warren make, make another big play in the offense. When those tight ends are in gear, Jack, how good can the Penn State offense be in part because of them? Well, I think that that is the key, whether it's the tight end or the backs out of the backfield catching the football. And that's just another level. It's another challenge for you for your defense, a defense out there and making sure they don't have to cover Dotson. And like I said, a lot of times bracket him, Parker Washington, who's made big plays out of it as well. And then that third wide receiver, whoever that could end up being in Lambert Smith. And, you know, Cam Sullivan Brown and then Megan makes a big play on, on the game last week. Uh, getting the tight ends involved, and I thought maybe this year we, I, might, I may have expected more out of our tight ends, but they, they seem to be coming on now at the end of the year. And Strange has done a good job down in the red zone area, blocking well on a touchdown run last year. But Lee, he took his man all the way into the end zone. So you, you need them beginning of the year or midway, they weren't blocking all that well. It just seems like right now our tight ends are starting to get it. They're starting to get open in the passing game downfield. And that option for Clifford is is huge to have another level. You know, you can have the tight end team down the middle. You can have a you know, dragging across the – making that third level there for your, your quarterback to take a look at. And all of a sudden now, the more they make some catches downfield, the more confidence they, they get. And with Strange, Johnson, and Warren, those guys are talented guys, and their future should be very, very bright as a tight end position. The great Jack Ham. I've always told people that the biggest break I ever got in my career, obviously, was 
getting the Penn State football job after the Penn State basketball job. The second greatest break of my career was getting paired up with Jack Ham. By getting paired up with him, it gave the broadcast a chance for incredible success. And, you know, you always want to work with people who make you better. Whatever you think of me doing games, Jack Ham and Dick Girardi make me better. Speaking of Dick Girardi, he joins us in the final half hour of the show. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back. Final half hour of the show on this Black Friday. I hope you are enjoying your Thanksgiving weekend. Be safe and sound. Enjoy family and friends. Enjoy your shopping out there. Don't forget, we have so many great local entrepreneurs. They have so many great items out there. Patronize them and all our great sponsors as often as you can, including our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket, Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And don't forget about Brewers Outlet gift cards during this phenomenal holiday season. You, know, you may find it difficult. And what do I get this friend? What do I get this coworker? What do I get that family member? Brewers Outlet gift card may be exactly the ticket for you, where you can go in there and you can take care of. It. And guess what? They will be happy they received it. It's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia. 
Hyundai. The best of new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Your trade-in's never been worth more. Sales staff will work with you. Great service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And don't forget, starting on Monday night, talk to Santa. More than 80 years. What a tradition that is. Talk to Santa begins Monday night, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Thanks to Jack Ham who joined us in the previous half hour. Now my basketball broadcast partner, the absolute best in the business. Just like I say, Jack's the best in the business. Dick Girardi is the best in the business. I am so privileged and fortunate to work with each of them. DJ, welcome back. Great to have you with us, my friend. And to you, Steve. All right. So four games in. Um, what have we seen so far? I mean, there's no conclusions we can draw, but what have we seen so far? Look, I thought uh, Monday's game was the best yet. Uh, played at a faster pace. I thought played better, more comfortable, more confident. Um, but I think you're right. I think we there's so much we just don't know yet. We haven't seen a lot of this group against super athletic teams. Uh, we'll certainly see that on Friday uh, against LSU down in, in Niceville, Florida. Um, so we need to see what that looks like. We would also like to see what it looks like with the two front court players who have yet to play a minute, uh, one of whom is hurt, one of whom is practicing, neither of whom is yet ready to play. So that's something. I think we know uh, that three of the players – three of the holdovers were already good. So no surprise, uh, Johnny from Delco, John Hara, Sam Sess and Seth Lundy all playing really good basketball in the first four games. Miles Dredd's trying to find his way back. Uh, Jalen Pickett had his best game as a Nittany Lion after a slow start. The bench still a work in progress. Jelani White's been the best player there. But, yeah, just I, I think it's still early, Steve, and I think uh, the coaching staff, certainly Micah Shrewsbury's doing a great job of tailoring the way he coaches to the talent that he has on hand. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you and I, of course, always appreciate great players because we've had the chance to witness some of the best. But you and I also really appreciate guys who maximize their talent as well. Does John Hera fit into that category? He does. Uh, He knows exactly who he is, what he can do, uh, and he plays to all of those strengths doesn't try to do things he can't do. Uh, I know he's funny. He came on the post game a couple of games ago and said he had his second ever uh, lob dunk. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but he's not going to be on any highlight films. But coaches all love him because he does things like set smart screens, uh, get position for rebounds, keep balls alive, uh, just do little things that are the difference between winning and losing in close games. So yeah, he's maxed out his basketball ability, and, and no nicer person will you ever find. No question. And you had the chance down in Conshohocken to see Sam Sessoms against Miles Dredd. Miles, of course, we, you know, we've seen over and over again here. You saw something in Sam that day. Are you now seeing a more mature and watching it come to fruition, Sam Sessoms? Yeah, what I'm seeing, Steve, is a guy who's in his fourth season of college basketball, and unlike his first two seasons where – he had a lot of freedom, and if he didn't score 20 to 25, Binghamton had less than no chance. He's getting uh, – he has to score for this team. Last year, he really didn't. There were enough other players that could score, 
and Jamari Willard earned that position as starting point guard. Now he's out there, and he's playing, to, I'll be honest with it, exactly like what I saw in Conchahawka. Free, uh, quick, smart, strong, uh, can just make shots. Uh, I think six or seven from three on Monday was a revelation yes. to people who hadn't really seen him try that. But he is a good shooter. Uh, he's had around 200 made threes in his college career now. And, yeah, I mean, I, it was everything I saw that night. I know, I know I said this on the air once or twice that I went up to uh, one of the scouts there and I said, guys, you watch a lot more high school ball than I do. And I said, where's he going to college? And they said, Binghamton. I said, Binghamton. I said, boy, did Tommy Dempsey get a great guy because he's way, yeah. way better than Binghamton. Nothing against uh, the squad from the America East. But I said, he's a, he's a big 10 caliber player. It was obvious even as a high school senior, and obviously he's now proving it. Yeah, no question about that. The oddity about his game the other night is that he scored 22 and didn't have a two. Yeah, I know he said after the game when you asked him if that ever happened before, he said not likely. Uh, <laughs> not likely. But because he's such a good driver and finisher, but Cornell made a decision after watching uh, the St. Francis tape that uh, we're not letting him get to the rim, so they laid off of him. And when he did get by his man, they had a second player just sitting in the lane waiting for him, so he really couldn't get there. So he said, all right, you're going you're gonna to want me to shoot. So late in the first half, he shot four threes in two minutes, made them all. Made a couple late in the game when it was really close, including one that, gave, I believe, gave Penn State the lead for good. It did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he can do that. And he just – everything was under control. Nothing was rushed. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a really good player. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Seth is off to a really good start. And, and, look, all three of those players I mentioned – are going to have to do that yes. every game. Yep. I mean you said I mean you said Seth had averaged sixteen a game, if not more. Yeah. And, and right now he's averaging more. more. What are we seeing? There, there t- I felt like he got twenty three the other night, just my opinion. And I felt like it was an yep. understated twenty three. I think that's right, Steve. I think you would you would say you know, he didn't shoot the ball much. What he had thirteen shots? Yeah. Thirteen shots, twenty three yeah. points. Yeah, nine for thirteen. Um He's picking his spots. I think. I think Sam said in the post game. I think it was Sam who just said, "Look, he's taking great shots." I think Coach True said the same thing. He's just letting the game happen when he when he can find a way to go, he goes. Um, last year he was a little more rushed. You know, he had those games where you go, "Oh my God!" You know, he gets thirty, and then he had the games where he would get two. I don't think that's going to happen this year because I think he's just more comfortable with who he is. He knows he doesn't have players like like uh, Isaiah Brockington and Myron Jones and, and, and other guys that can score 20. He's going to, he's got to do it. He's just for this team to be successful. He's going to have to get you know, off that 16 to say he's going to need 18 to 22 every night. I think that's about where it is. And that's what, that's how he's been so far. And it's going to have to be like that. Yeah. I mean, no question about that. Um, Jalen Pickett, I'd only seen on a couple of Siena games and I'm like, okay, good player. You know, so that's mostly on reputation. I felt like for the first time we saw a little bit, not all, but a little bit of what he can do. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I thought the same, Steve. I, I think, um, look, he, you know what he looked like in the first three games? He looked like a player who was in an, a different situation, uh, not as comfortable as he was at Siena, 
And he was playing, and I'll quote Coach Shrews on this, he was playing a little timid. Yeah. He's not the first guy that that's, that, that's happened uh, that way in the history of sports. It's not an unusual occurrence. But players with talent, and he has talent, uh, he proved it as a Metro Atlantic player of the year up at Siena and over 1,000 points. Eventually, they get through that, and they find a spot where they're more comfortable. And I saw a lot of that uh, Monday night, and I, just, I hope for him and for the team that that's now going to be the standard. Um, he, he was just, Look, he was rushing his shots earlier. He wasn't, he, his feet weren't set right. He was just a little off balance on some of his shots. That's all with being uncomfortable, Steve. And I think now that he's comfortable, I think we're going to see the best of it. And, and again, they are going to need it uh, because right at this very moment, they don't have any reliable scoring beyond the three we talked about. Right. Jalen is going to have to be that next guy. And hopefully Miles Dredd is going to be that guy. I mean, it's not like Miles can't score. I mean, he's what, over 700 points in his career. He, you know, he's just going through some things with his shoulder and some other issues. But, you know, certainly he's a proven guy uh, who can make baskets. He's obviously a really good defender. And they're going to need them all. Uh, there just isn't a lot of margin for error. Maybe there's a little more when the two big guys come back. Yeah. Uh, but to be determined, we, you know, we just haven't seen him on the court yet playing live games. I know you've seen practices, but we, we just got to see him on the court. And hopefully for Penn State, the sooner the better because they're so small. Uh, I mean, just for a Big Ten team, you don't get any smaller than they are. They were small last year, yeah, but they were they were faster. They had more quick guys, and they were able to make up for some of the lack of size. This year, they're still small. They don't have of the same overall quickness as last year. Uh, so yeah, they could use some of those big bodies hopefully soon. But Dick, this is not a fast league. I mean, you and I, you, you and I know that, and I know right. they, they try to build the Big Ten up, build it up, and I got it. There are a lot of really good teams, but the, the Big yep. Ten doesn't have a lot of speed. No, it doesn't. It really showed up in the postseason last year when teams like Iowa were just getting run off the court by Oregon with their athletes, and they weren't the only ones. I mean, the Big Ten, other than Michigan, didn't get a team out of the second round last year. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not – you don't have to recruit the same caliber of athletes in the Big Ten that you do in some other leagues. Atlanta, uh, Atlantic Coast Conference would be obvious. One of them, the Pac-12, is another. If you watched Arizona the other night against Michigan, that was some athletes. I mean, it yeah. was just like, oh, you know, who, yeah, no who kidding. Are these kids? Yeah. Who are these guys? So, yeah, that, that is a fact, Steve, and I think that's why Penn State, and again, you and I were there. The record didn't show it, but they were way more competitive than the final record last year. They were a top 50 in the net, the Ken Palm, just because of how they played last year and how competitive they were. So, yeah, just the speed was enough to make them uh, be a factor in, um, night in and night out in all those Big Ten games. Uh, but, yeah, that's true. You don't need super athletes in the Big Ten. But you, you, if you don't have them, and in the last few years, Penn State did have them, including the NIT champs, the team that was, what, 20-5, and five, ranked ninth in the country. They were not only big, but athletic and fast. Uh this team needs to get bigger when they get into the Big Ten because what they have now, just it won't work in the league. It doesn't matter really how good Sam and Seth and Johnny are. They're going to need some help. Dick, with the, finally, with this particular team, what does it take for Micah Shrewsbury and his staff to mold a lot of strangers together to go with the four guys that came back? Yeah, no, look, that's one of the hard parts. I mean, that's why they, that's what the summer was about. It just hurts the fact that two of those strangers aren't get, haven't gotten a chance to play. Right. Uh, 
Um, so they, I'm sure they had certain plans with certain people in certain positions. They just haven't been able to do that yet. Um, but look, Micah got here late. Uh, a number of players, and no surprise, left. They left everywhere. It just didn't happen at Penn State. It happened all over the place. And and he had to kind of figure out, how am I going to patch and get this so we can be competitive in year one? And now he's got his recruiting class. Obviously, he's got the freshman class coming next year to build for the long term. And apparently his son has just committed, from what I understand, uh, from State College High School. I saw that on Twitter. So uh, that'll be a good thing. And maybe can we talk about that? Can we say that anymore? I'm probably I'm probably not allowed to, you know, okay. but you kind of. Like. <laughs> I just did. It's on Twitter. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I did. There's weird stuff that you could say about say. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I I think Steve for for this they were just trying to figure out a way to bridge to what they envision will be the long term. But in the short term, you got guys who have put so much into the program. Uh, John being obvious, Miles, uh, Seth, and uh, Sam in his second season, you, you got to give them their best opportunity, and I think the coaching staff's doing that. Exactly. Well, to you, Karen, your son's beautiful little Lily. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy Niceville. I will, Steve. We will miss you down there. We will see Joe, but I'm sure you will be fine in uh East Lansing, and happy Thanksgiving to all the Jones family. And I can't name all the grandchildren because they're just too many. Yeah. Them. <laughs> and by the way, send me a text what the temperature is, and I'll text you back and tell you it's 36. Well, you know, I, Steve, I already looked. It's never getting to 70 over the weekend. I already <laughs> looked where I'm going. It's never getting to 37 the whole weekend. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you, would, you would trade East Lansing for Niceville, I'm sure. <laughs> My friend, my good friend, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for the time. You got it. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Steve. See you, The great Dick Girardi, my broadcast partner the last 18 seasons of Penn State basketball. I couldn't ask for better. I got the best situation of anybody going between Jack Ham, who you heard in the previous half hour, and Dick Girardi you just heard in this half hour. Nobody in this business has it any better than I do. I mean, I go to work with these two. The entire time, it is a total and complete joy for me. I already love the job to begin with, and those two guys have enhanced my job beyond words. All right, it is Thanksgiving weekend. So I just want to take just a moment. I know I touched on this Wednesday in the show, but uh, how thankful we are to you, the audience. I mean, look, working with Matt is phenomenal. Of course, working with the suit over the time we were together, phenomenal. Sean, same thing. And a lot of great people here. And, of course, this whole thing's been Roger's vision. This is the 10th Thanksgiving that I have worked uh, doing this show on this station. So this is the 10th Thanksgiving for us. And the way all of you have embraced the show, the listenership, the streaming numbers, or as the Sue would say, streaming uh, numbers uh, have been phenomenal. And hopefully we've done our part to give you the kind of shows with guests like Jack Ham and Dick Girardi, among others. But we want to say thank you to each and every one of you. This doesn't happen without you. It just doesn't happen without you. Uh, you know, your interest in the show and uh, and constantly pushing us to, to put on the best possible show is all done for you and your reaction to it has been phenomenal so thank you so much on this thanksgiving weekend each and every one of you 
Because you can, there's all sorts of choices you can make. There's so many choices you can make entertainment-wise that you either want to watch or listen to during the course of the day. And and there are people out there like you have chosen to listen to this, and we can't thank you enough for doing that. So on this Thanksgiving weekend, thanks so much. There is a lot uh, going on this weekend because it's Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, it's Thanksgiving weekend. So since it's Thanksgiving weekend, you get a lot of football. Yeah, you get some college basketball out there. I mean, you know, as Dick mentioned tonight, Penn State and LSU are playing down in Niceville, Florida. Um, you got that. But, you know, this is a college football weekend. You've got Auburn, Alabama tomorrow. You've got uh, Michigan, Ohio State tomorrow. Obviously, the game we'll have for you here on News Radio 1070 WKOK is Michigan State, Penn State tomorrow from Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. So Penn State, Michigan State's tomorrow, 3.34 kick and 2 o'clock the airtime for Penn State, Michigan State. You've got that. You've got playing football coming up on Sunday. Uh, it used to be that you felt like in the NFL, in the NFL it felt like you would hit Thanksgiving and that would be the start of the sprint to the end of the season. Now the season goes into the second week of January, and we're barely past the halfway point right now. So you got a lot of football to be played. And that is, uh, I mean, that's a fact. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, that, it's just a lot of football still to be played in this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, Eagles, of course, have the Giants at MetLife on Sunday. Back-to-back games at MetLife. How about that? Um, phenomenal. And uh, that'll be Sunday at 1. The Steelers will have the Bengals Sunday at 1. Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. They've been with us since day one. We are so thankful for Brewers Outlet. And so thankful for Somebody Motors, because Somebody Motors has been with us since day one. Day one. And this is the 10th Thanksgiving we've been together. Summary Motors, 4th Street in Summary. Summary Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK.